Hey everybody, it's Adrian. So before we jump into the episode today, we wanted to let you guys know that we now have a Patreon. Yes, we have a Patreon. It has been set up. You can feel free to go and check out the tiers and see what's going on. We are so excited about it. We are really, really stoked to bring you guys some bonus content. And of course, who knows, maybe some things in the future. So go ahead and check it out. You can find it at patreon.com slash slash her pod. That is a mouthful. Again, that's patreon.com slash slash her pod. And it's slash her with two H's. So S-L-A-S-H-H-E-R slash her pod. And go check out the tiers. And we appreciate you guys' support. Let's go ahead and jump into the episode. Welcome to Slash Her, a delusional look into all things spooky, kooky, and terrifying. My name is Stormy. And I'm Adrian. And today we have a very special guest, if you want to introduce yourself. Hi. Sorry. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's your girl, Ash, a.k.a. Ash to Ashes. Yeah. If we yeah. were good at sound effects, that would be in here. Yeah, if I could edit them in, you know, I would but um, hi, Ash. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course. I'm super excited. I love y'all show so much. So it's about damn yeah, time. <laughs> that part. Hey, oh, 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 I'm about to start doing this. Literally. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to be started now. Um, There's just a silence and it's y'all don't know at home, but it's just Adrian doing the dance. <laughs> uh, no, first off, you guys better know Ash by this point. Of course host of her very own podcast rise from the dead and co-host of kill the dead so i mean yeah thank you for blessing us with your presence today <laughs> truly and honestly yes. and for talking about this movie with us because i feel like this is kind of like a big one to go over to be honest a mutual since the beginning <laughs> truly one of my fave twitter mutuals so literally since the beginning of like literally one of the first people that i followed once i was like um let me find horror friends was ash and i mean here we are now so. that's so crazy to think about that like because like you would think like with our group of friends like we've known each other like for a long time and mm-hmm. you're just like damn <laughs> like <laughs> how did this all come about <laughs> i mean our podcast has been around for two years now so that feels crazy wow um yeah I don't even know how to like to grasp that to be honest. <laughs> how to process that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's crazy to think of like where we started and really, truly, and honestly, just how supportive everybody's been, um, including Ash. So again, thank you so much for just being here. Like literally, well, it means course. the world to us. Um, so before we like get into any movie discussions or anything, we always like to ask our guests, of course, what got you into the world of horror? Like, do you have any early memories or just like what made you a fan of the genre? Oh, Lord. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Prepare to be sick of me. I'm just kidding. Um, so, like, growing up, Little Ash was, like, terrified of horror movies. Like, I was always, like, 
in some type of like scenario there was a horror movie and I was just not having it but um like what really got me into it was like one night I was at my cousin's house and they decided to watch child's play and I remember like (laughs) I was over there I was like no like what is going on like I can't but I always call myself like peeking through my fingers like to see what happened and I was like oh that's it let's rewind that back because this is when VHS VHS (laughs) tapes were popular so I was like let's watch that run it again run it again (laughs) but like my early memory was like child's play um Pinocchio's revenge poltergeist scream like like I said before I was always in some type of scenario there was a freaking movie playing but my love for the genre didn't really start until like junior high high school years and I was finally starting to get comfortable I was starting to find my my groove into the genre and like just started to really fall in love with it and then by the time I was like freshman in college it was like boom I was that girl to be like hey can I borrow your dvd of this like can I borrow this and that (laughs) and yeah and then like early 20s it was just like (laughs) I'm here to stay like (laughs) like I say prepare to be sick of me Uh, so it kind of sounds like it was gradual because I mean like, yeah kind of went from being a little bit scared to like really being like obsessed with it yeah um I mean definitely and that's the thing with horror I think it just whether people like to admit it or not it just always makes you feel like a type of way you know what I'm saying right like, there's always like a thrill in it um so like the fear quickly changes to like excitement uh so it's really cool to see that you kind of like journeyed into like not becoming you know a hardcore fan uh what made you like want to do like a podcast and because i know we i mean i feel crazy every day like starting <laughs> one. so i don't like what made you want to like do a podcast and talk about horror like that so a couple years ago i was working like an office job you know that could be boring and we were allowed to uh listen to music or whatever <laughs> so i was like <laughs> so i was like i want to find a podcast about horror movies like i love horror movies is there such a thing so I got on Google, I typed in horror movie, like, podcast, and the first thing that popped up was the show Horror Movie Podcast, and, like, I just went through their whole catalog, and I was just like, wow, like, I would love to do something like that, and so several months later, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna actually do it, but I just didn't know what to, like, how to, like, where to begin, so this was still around the time I was kind of, like, gradually getting back into twitter like i only had like what like 50 or 50 so followers like i didn't know what to do like i was like ew i hate twitter but (laughs) i got on twitter i tweeted i was like does anyone have any like tips or suggestions onto how to start your own podcast and then that's when gray reached out to me he was like hey like i'm i uh, i'm a co-host on the show and we're looking for a female perspective. Like, would you like to be a guest on the show? And like, you can audition. And if you if you want to, you can be a guest on the sh- like you can be a host on the show. I was like, okay. So I always like, I always get cheesy about this, but I always like every chance I get, I always thank Gray for like getting me into the podcast, like podcast journey. Like he just he's the reason why I'm like ash to ashes is here like so every chance I get I just thank him like he took a chance on me and like he believed in me and so I started off with kill the dead 
couple years later, I was like, okay, I feel like I want to start my own spinoff show, where to, where to begin, and I was like, I really want to focus on movies that are like considered hidden gems they don't get enough attention like they should so i'm doing the lord's work and (laughs) i'm introducing people to some hidden gems and i'm letting them know if they should rise from the dead or stay buried yes (laughs) a clever little name too i love it thank you and what a great like entry into it too. And honestly with great, again, like you said, just even like just reaching out and it's crazy, you know, Twitter and the internet can be wild. Yeah. But it really is crazy just how like, how many diamonds you can find out there. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. And it was like, like I said, I was always like, ew, Twitter, ew, I don't like it. Me. But I've seen so many ab- amazing people that I now consider my family. And it's right. just, it's crazy that it's just, like, just to meet all these amazing people. And, like, I always told, like, said, like, on my show, on other people's show, like, the horror community community helped me out of a dark place. Because around the time, like, I really started getting into podcasting. I, like, lost my baby brother. And I was just, like, in a deep place. So it was, like, it was just nice to meet others and just finally be happy again. So I'm so happy that you're here, Ash. And I'm so happy again that you're, again, like blessing us with your presence because you're great. Um, I love, of course, your perspective on Kill the Dead all the time. Um, And so I'm just, I'm so happy for you to be here. And yeah, I'm just happy we can, of course, just come together because of horror, which is still so crazy to me. So, you know, I always felt weird watching this stuff growing up. Like I always felt random and, you know, I'd be by myself in my mm-hmm. room all the time watching these horror movies. Like my aunts and my uncles and my family would always like be, I mean, obviously they encouraged me, but beyond that, like at school, anytime I would tell somebody, you know, I was super into horror, you know, they would just look at you like you were some crazy person. So it's crazy to think about yeah. how oh it's far it's taken us, I guess, at this point. Especially for us growing up, like in the Bible Belt, like that just wasn't common. Um, so just to find like minds, even if they're across the world on the internet, right. it's so nice. And I'm glad that y'all <laughs> brought that up because it's like I still, depending on who I'm like talking to, when I mentioned that I love horror, like hell, the water bottle I have right now is covered in horror stickers. My car has like Michael, Jason, Freddie, Sam, like all over my car. Like I'm that girl that's obsessed with horror. So whenever people like see my car, they see my purse, they're like, oh, are you telling like it's a horror? Oh, I can't like, how can you watch stuff like that? And they give you that weird look. It's like, it's no different than you watching rom-coms all the time. Like you like your First of all, I didn't ask. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But like people are like, oh my gosh, I can't look at your water bottle. I'm like, what the the fuck? The like, okay, Stacy, I can't look at your face. <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? I did need a little bit of blood on my water bottle, actually. You're right. Uh, uh, ooh, tasty. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just always, it always zones me out because I saw this on my Facebook. This this girl, she like, she shared something and it was like something horror related. And she comments on it saying like, I just don't understand people who are into the horror genres. Like these movies are just disgusting. I don't like them. So why would you share it? Right. You took time out of your day to share stuff that you're not into. And you took the time to bash people who are into it. You're the problem. 
Mm-hmm. The spreading of hate <laughs> is crazy. Like, right. quite honestly, it's insane. And like, we're even seeing that kind of shit now, like with um, like the petition to try to get Terrifier. Oh my uh, gosh, theaters and all this nonsense. <laughs> I'm just like, then don't go. You know what I'm saying? Why are you making a whole petition? Just don't go. My just child had access to this movie. That sounds like a you problem. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, they had to purchase a ticket, walk in to the theater. If they're under the age of 18, they need adult supervision of some kind. So like. There's steps here, you know? Right. The kids will be okay. Stay home if you're going to hate it so much. But people are just crazy. And again, that's why I'm so happy that this year also has been, like, fucking killer when yes. it comes to horror movies. Because, like, these bitches got to know. You know what I'm saying? I'm tired of the horror genre being, like, <laughs> We're here so to stay. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, we love horror. <laughs> Don't hate me because I'm beautiful. Okay. <laughs> Yes. So, um, yeah, you know what? Let's go ahead and just jump into the discussion of Rocky Horror because I also want to. Ah! Oh, yeah. <laughs> we didn't say what we were covering at all. We just like <laughs> went into a conversation. <laughs> it's a big movie, you guys. Um, yeah. So, this week, guys, we're going to be talking about Rocky Horror, which is like our first musical also that we've done on this thing. Um, so, let's get into it because I have a million questions and I just want to hear what you guys think about the movie because um, she's crazy. So, give us <laughs> one second. We'll be right back and we'll be talking Rocky Horror. Hey everybody, so if you're enjoying the podcast so far, definitely look into giving us a rating. It would be really, really beneficial. We're open to ideas and feedback. It really goes a long way. So go ahead and look into giving us a rating. Again, we're on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, and many more places. But for now, let's go ahead and get back to the show. Alrighty, we are back, and this week we are talking the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Originally released on August 31st, 1975, the film was made on a budget of about $1.2 million before seeing a worldwide gross of around $113 million. With a runtime of one hour and 40 minutes, the film was directed by Jim Sharman. And let's get into this cast. I mean, come on. We have Tim Curry as Dr. Frankenfurter. We have Susan Sarandon as Janet. Barry Bostwick as Brad, Richard O'Brien as Riff Raff, Patricia Quinn as uh, my goodness, Magenta, and Nell Campbell as Columbia, Jonathan Adams as Dr. Scott Everett, Scott, excuse me, uh, Peter Hindwood as Rocky Horror, Meatloaf of, uh, as Eddie, and <laughs> <laughs> Charles Gray is the criminologist, or kind of like our narrator. So a newly engaged couple have a breakdown in an isolated area and must seek shelter at the bizarre residence of Dr. Frank Inferter. So the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, so first, Ash, why, why this movie? What made you want to talk about this movie with us? Uh, it, does she just gag you? <laughs> I just feel like we'll be the, the perfect trio to discuss this movie. This, this movie is just so much fun and like there's just so much you could talk about it. Like all the way like the cast to the soundtrack. And I just, I freaking love this movie so much. I never had a chance to talk about it. So right when I saw the email, and that was like one of the ideas. I was like, I, I got to jump on that. I have to. <laughs> <laughs> What's your like uh, history with this movie? Like, do you remember the first time you watched it? Yes. Or... Oh my gosh, I'm cheesing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so growing up, like on your like local TV every Saturday afternoon, like the local station will play like afternoon movies. And this was, this popped up, and I'm like, what in the oh. world is this? <laughs> On a Saturday afternoon? <laughs> On a Saturday afternoon. And I was just like, 
like just seeing Tim Curran, I'm like, oh my lord, like just seeing him and like the music, the music sticks to you. Oh yeah. And like this move, like this musical is just so different. Cause like my introduction to the musicals were like Grease, Sound of Music, all that stuff. So I've never seen anything like this before. And I'm like, this is right up my alley. I mean, okay. But <laughs> so this is the awakening. Right. The awakening. <laughs> exactly. But it was just my local afternoon movie and it will come on like every weekend. And I was like, you know what? I need to see this from start to finish. So this was around the time I used to go to the library to check out movies all the time. Word. I was like, what's the name of that movie? And I found it. And I used to like play that bitch all the freaking time. I'll, I'll get the movie and I'll get the soundtrack. <laughs> yes. How old were you when you first watched this? Do you have an idea? So I was probably around like 10. Oh, wow. I yeah. wish. I can only wish. I <laughs> Same. I wish I had that story. The fuck? <laughs> when did you watch it for the first time, Stormy? I watched it for the first time in college oh. because one of the classes we got to do a small production. Oh. <gasps> And you were in it? Yeah. Girl, I was magenta. The fuck? Yeah. The fuck? <laughs> okay, period. Sing all, her, all the lines right now. Right. Oh my God, imagine. Where's your costume? Yeah, bro, oh that God. hair. I wish, I wish I could still fit in the costume, girl. The fuck? <laughs> oh my God. Okay, work. So, I mean, did you have like any prior like knowledge of this? Because I know you were super into musicals and theater. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Hey, so being kid. a theater kid, yes, yes. <laughs> kindred spirits. Um, being a th theater kid, I knew all the songs, but I couldn't possibly convince my ultra Christian family to let me see this movie. And even my mother, who was like always the one that's like, let's rent horror movies so we can bond. Like I remember bringing it up one time, and she was like essentially get that gay shit out of my face um so i wasn't able to see it until i was like a whole ass adult i'm sure i could have found ways to watch it um but so like i knew this soundtrack long before i knew like the actual story behind everything Word. i mean the soundtrack i mean iconic so easy to um... yeah but making up your own story in your brain like what the fuck <laughs> Especially as you're growing up in the Bible Belt, um, mm -hmm. you know, these things, of course, could be, um, you know, the unknown to you for sure. Right. So I had no idea what was going on, girl, till I was in college. <laughs> I, I like knew about this movie for the longest time. Um, I mean, because obviously, you know, as a child, I was like, oh, well, I'm gay. I'm queer. Like, these are things that you just know. So... You know, growing up, I had heard about this movie, like scouring around the internet, you know, as a young horror fan, like and Googling things like gay movies and shit like that. Like this would always come up. So I was always just like, I don't like I don't I don't know if I should watch this just because a lot of the discourse online was always like mm, positive and negative, And, you know, I just wasn't sure. So I didn't really get to watch it until I think it was probably late in high school, early college. So probably like around 2012, 2013. Was the first time I watched Ooh. it, um, and this was also like the first time that I started watching like Drag Race and being kind of introduced mm -hmm. to gender nonconformity and you know people being outside of the spectrum, so to say. So this movie was like really, really, really big for me when I first watched it, just because I was kind of allowing myself to be more comfortable with queer culture around that time. 
because um, of course you know I was very scared as you know as one is as one in the closet is um, to embrace these things and to like accept these things um, but I think I've always kind of been the person who's been waiting for these kinds of things you know I was waiting for a movie like this I was waiting to be exposed to this world that I like never had the opportunity of like you know dipping my toe in until I was like in college um, so it just meant a lot when I first watched it um, and it still does. Like I watch it every year around Halloween, which is why we wanted to do it like during the Halloween season because every October I watch this movie since I've seen it. It's just, it's amazing. Have you guys been to any like midnight showings? Yes. Sorry. I got too excited. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. How many have you been to? I've been to several. <laughs> yeah. And it's always at the same location. Where do you go? Um, so I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, there's a little, um, like a little college town theater, like indie theater. Um, and like every Saturday, they'll have like they'll have a play it, but like every other Saturday, they'll have a shadow cast. So they'll come out and like reenact the movie like right from the screen. That's where the audience will participate. And it's just it's so much fun. Oh, so fun. So fun. I, I live every that. single freaking time. <laughs> I love it. They, the midnight showings are uh, like, I don't know, like they're transformative. You know, I have such a good time every time I go. I've been to two, I believe, two or three, actually. I think I've been to three. Um, two of them were at the exact same theater here in Vegas. It's like a very old theater. Um, and then one was like a very small, I can't even like tell you like, uh, like what the building, it was like a weird, really small comic shop here in Vegas. And like, there's a door that leads to like a back room where it's like it's big enough for there's like 10 seats. So it's 10 of us just sitting there watching a shadow cast play out the movie in like a small back room. So like that was my first ever like midnight showing, if you will, even though it's like at 10 p.m. or something. Um, so it was a lot more. Uh, it was a lot more intimate. Intimate. Yeah. So it was a little bit alarming, like for my first time ever, <laughs> like going to one of these things. Cause like you said, Frank Comforter's dicks in my face. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, so I was a little bit just thrown off because I mean, obviously I had watched YouTube videos and like I'd seen the interactions and I was like, Oh, I, I can't, I'm going to live for this. And then when I went, it was like, again, like Stormy said, really intimate. So I was like, I'm, I was like as stiff as a board. I didn't do anything. I didn't sing anything. I just like clapped along. Uh, cause it was really scary. But after that, I went to like the bigger showings yeah. and, you know, let loose but and you're just sitting there like okay don't let them know i'm a virgin don't let them know i'm a virgin because they call my ass <laughs> out they got somebody else thank god there was another girl there that they that she was a virgin so they that you know when they bring them up so i was like thank god because i was just like they're like hey, who's been to you know a showing and i was just like Me. i was like i can't i just can't let them know because i was not about to get drugged to the front of the room right. like that like my first time like i went with a group of girlfriends and they're like okay ash it's your first time if they ask who's a virgin audience, do not raise your hand. Do not raise your hand. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and like, they, they ask that question and people are like, oh, I am. They're like, get up to the front of the stage. I was like, well, shit, I'm glad that's not me. <laughs> Always embarrassing. Have you gone to one yet, Stormy? We had this conversation, right? I have not. Right. So we definitely still um, have to I'm take very... There's literally like four shows this weekend. We and this then weekend. two... There's two while you're gone, um, so hopefully we can hopefully we can find one before you leave. Um, but I am warning you now; I will cry when you go. The theater kid, yeah, the theater kid in me. Anytime I go to like any type of show, like I went to my one of my friends took me to Moulin Rouge um, for my birthday, 
and I sobbed like <laughs> 80% of the time. Anytime I'm like in a live theater situation, my soul, my theater kid soul is just openly weeping. I get like um, that so, too. <laughs> yeah. I will be crying my Frankenfurter eyeliner right off. Are you a theater kid too, Ash? Yes. <laughs> you Ooh, you're outnumbered right now. <laughs> I know. I'm just here. I'm a wannabe theater kid. You know, I grew up wanting that. I've been pushing Adrian to do a fucking theater podcast with me and make him watch like all the musicals. We have, I have everything set up in my brain. We just haven't taken the leap yet. Do it, do it, do it. Because <laughs> I love musicals. Like I love watching them. I enjoy the mm -hmm. music. I'm just not as well versed in like, you know, yeah. that genre of film. I've seen a few musicals here and there and I love them. Every single time I watch one, I just... Introduced him to Repo. Oh, yeah, I had show me how to show me Repo. Yeah, and now I was like, how how did I miss this my entire life? I yes, mm -hmm. I freaking love yeah. Repo. Paris Hilton. One of my yes, favorites. it would really be and kind of an inverse of our podcast if we did because you've seen so much more horror than I have, and I've seen so much more theater musicals, anything. Truly really <laughs> So, I mean, one day the dynamic duo. Yeah, I'm still so down because I love musicals. Um, okay, y'all. So also with this movie, obviously, you know, we've had great journeys with it. We've enjoyed the film. Obviously, it means a lot to us. Uh, but there are still like negative critiques out there about the movie. Um, so I think, you know, as a queer podcast, I think we would be, you know, foolish to not bring up some of the criticism that the film still, of course, receives to this day. Now, obviously, it was written in the 70s, you know, it was released in the 70s. So things were very different then. Um, it was originally written, of course, as a stage play by our very own Riff Raff, Richard O'Brien. Um, obviously, it's a parody also of, like, B-movies of, you know, early cinema. Um, but obviously, I mean, again, things maybe haven't aged the best with this movie. Obviously, terms such as transsexual and transvestite are pretty much antiquated and outdated by this time frame. Um, they're typically, of course, just not used. Um, some individuals, of course, may stay, you know, can still identify that way. That's always down to the individual. Uh, but just in general, those terms, again, are outdated. Um, obviously, also, there's just the criticism of Frankenfurter altogether being a transgender nonconforming character and kind of taking on qualities that many believe to be negative stereotypes or at least stereotypes that are pushed by, you know, the general straight population. You know, we have our, um, you know, our main representation of gender nonconformity, you know, in that individual being a murderer, sexually assaulting people. And, you know, these are, again, negative stereotypes pushed on the trans community. Um, so I definitely understand it hasn't aged the best. And obviously, it's a capsule of its time. Um, and these criticisms are very, very, very valid. So I definitely understand when people don't find comfort or solace in this movie, like a good portion of the queer community does. Um, and it's definitely understandable. Uh, but again, it's also very important to also realize how important this movie is for people in the queer community. Uh, some people might look at Frankenfurter as like a negative representation or characterization of a trans person. Others can look at it as something that was very transformative for them and seeing somebody who was uh, very comfortable in their sexuality and displaying it and you know singing at the top of their lungs and you know just being an overall sexy badass I mean is again very it is very again transformative and again representation at that time was slim picking and you know that's why it became initially like a cult favorite it became something that was very big within the com you know queer community um, these midnight showings that are now pretty much you know 
legendary, I guess you could say. Like sometimes they would just be ways for the queer community to even meet together in small mm-hmm. towns. Um, so the movie itself, although hasn't aged the best, it still plays a really important part in queer culture, obviously. Um, but it's just very important, obviously, for anybody who's listening just to understand the criticism behind the movie, because um, it's all very valid. Oh, yeah. While there's positives and negatives to it all, like, I've seen a lot of people argue whether Frankenfurter is the antagonist or the protagonist in this, and there's really no telling. Like, it's genuinely up to every single person that watches this movie to decide whether you want to villainize him or not. Um, But... I mean, just like at his core, like literally all of the songs, including him, are like there's always a light on at Frankenfurter's house. Like you're always going to have somebody and how I've looked at it is like you're always going to have your community backing you up. The queer representation is there for you. And the entire time he's preaching about like being yourself and being comfortable in your skin. And he likes what he likes. And it's just, I always took it as like, let me get emotional, but uh, <laughs> like it's really nice to be somebody, to see somebody genuine and comfortable in their skin. Mm-hmm. Whereas like a lot of people in the queer community, including myself, haven't been allowed that luxury. So, Yeah, for sure. And, and like I said, too, like when I had first watched this movie, too, it was at a time where I was initially opening my mind up to the culture that I, of course, didn't have the opportunity of being involved in as a young child um, or at least embracing and accepting. Uh, so, again, to see something like this was just really, really big for me. Um, and, of course, it's just the overall campiness and over the top nature of it obviously just stuck out to me. Um, especially because, I mean, I'm a huge fan of slasher movies. Like, and by this point, I had seen a mini 80s slasher movie. So I understood camp. I understand, you know, the over-the-top nature of things. So seeing those kind of over-the-top tropes used in, like, a um, ridiculous musical that's also about, like, gender nonconformity. I was living, girl. You know, I was getting my life. I was so excited. She pushed me to really want to embrace myself, I think, in a way that I never wanted to before. Um, so again, like Stormy was saying, even like with all the negative criticism behind it, there is just so much power still in the words and in what is being presented to us. Because I mean, at this time in the 70s, I mean, seeing this kind of film and seeing these things depicted on film was crazy. You know what I'm saying? The straights were up in arms. Um, I mean, this is only a couple of years after the Stonewall riots. So it's a very transportive time just in the queer culture in general, not only in film. Exactly. Yeah, I, again, I just, I, it, it speaks to me in a really, really deep way. I really do enjoy this film. Um, and yeah, even it, have, even it hasn't aged well. Like I can sit here and I can completely admit that to be quite honest. Um, but it's just still one of those things that it just, it meant, it meant a lot to me, you know, when yeah. I watched it. And I still hold on to those memories. And I love Tim Curry. Like, I cannot even express yes. how much I love Tim Curry. Um, and anything and everything that he has been in um, or done or voiced, I just am obsessed with him. So it wasn't much for me to be just drawn into his charisma, to be quite honest. So, And that's probably a real, honestly, the real reason I do come back. I just love Tim Curry so much. And this was like my my introduction to him. This is his first film. Yeah. So, I mean, like, 
I mean, by the time that I've seen this movie, like he's been a whole in a whole bunch of stuff. But I was just like, wow, who is this person? Like, I'm in love with this person. Let me look up the Wikipedia and see where I can find like all his other projects. (laughs) But yeah, like just pretty much like what y'all said earlier, like this film, like I didn't realize because I've seen it like I didn't start watching this. I was like 10 years old. I didn't realize like this was like my introduction to the queer community. And like, like you, like we, like just said, like there are some good things and some negative things about this movie. Like it didn't age well, but it's like you can't help but to think like this movie like helped bring everyone together. Like we feel comfortable in our own skin. Like just the music, like how I can just sit back and just listen to the, like the song, like soundtrack, and just be like, "Damn, I'm in my feels." Like am I like I made like a, a, a screensaver like on my phone and it says don't dream it, be it. And like that's like my favorite lyric and like out of all the songs in this freaking soundtrack, like it just yes. sticks to me. And I'm like, damn it. It's so good. I got cold chills. Same. <laughs> um in rewatching the movie for like the discussion, um, one song that really hit me that really didn't hit me much before. Um, and I think maybe it was just like with the research and just kind of looking into uh, like the discourse within the film um, and realizing, you know, there's people who, again, you know, aren't fans, but then there's people who are, you know, deep rooted fans um, such as us. So it kind of just seeing all the discourse and like reading up on it and just like seeing how other people have, you know, grown to be who they are because of watching this movie. Uh, there's a great article by Alice Collins on Bloody Disgusting. Um, and she really gets into just how she kind of let go of uh, just just and pretty much just allowing herself to enjoy this movie. And one song that really hit me this time around was uh, like Rose to My World. I don't know why it never really came or like was something I was super into. But for some reason in this watch through, I was like, wow, now I want like Rose to My World tattooed on my body somewhere. So, I don't know. It's just such a great movie. And, like, every time I come back to it, I always find something new. Um, I always see something happening in the background that I didn't catch before. And I've seen it, again, like a bajillion times at this point. And I still always find something going on. So, it's just one of those movies that, like, it's so easy to, like, watch it on, you know, a very consistent basis. Um, I was just going to sugu segue into being like, what is our favorite song here? Uh, sorry. It's such a hard question. <laughs> it hard is. Question. Oh, yeah. Always. I'm going to leave with the hard one. <laughs> I mean, Ash, our, our guest of no, honor, no. do you want to go first? Oh, damn it. Oh. Stormy, you asked the question. You go first, right? <laughs> right. You did. I asked the question, which means I should go last. Uh, they, thems first. <laughs> <laughs> and since I, Bitch. you know, my pronouns are he, they, I'll go first. Um, <laughs> I don't know. This is so hard. I really, I feel like it changes with the weather. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it depends on my mood. Um, I think as anybody, as any basic bitch, I feel like my first, like the first song that obviously spoke to me was um, Time Warp, obviously. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I don't know. It's so hard. <laughs> you have to give me three. I love oh, science oh, fiction. Oh, we want feature. three? <laughs> oh, three? Our top three? Yeah, three. Okay. Oh mm-hmm. shit. I feel like that I feel like that makes it easier, no? Did yeah, I make yeah. it harder? I can maybe I can do maybe a top three. That makes it a little bit easier. <sighs> Does it? Um Oh, they're so iconic. I can't. Okay, well, science fiction double feature will have to be one of them. I love that song for it just gets me hyped up, obviously. And that, the opening of it, you're just like, oh shit, yeah. it's going down. Yes. The yes. lips. I also love 
the fact that it's Magenta's mouth, but it's Riff Raff's voice. So all this... All the people that were like, wow, that's a really nice mouth. I can't wait. Like, you know what I mean? Just be <laughs> just sexualizing it and be like, ha, it's a it's not who you think it is. <laughs> I also love that he can hit those notes. Right? Yes. Crazy. Isn't it crazy. Riff Raff is wild in this song. Um Yeah, so that's definitely one of them. I don't know. This is so hard. Um Yeah, I'm going home always hits. Ugh, stop it. <laughs> so I'll probably do science fiction double feature. I will do I'm going home just because it always hits. Like I'm always ready to cry. And then it's like a toss-up mm-hmm. between Time Warp and Sweet Transvestite. I really enjoy those two songs. But it's so hard because I find myself singing over at the Frankenstein place probably I'm mm, tr- more often than I do most of these songs. If I'm being honest, yeah. like randomly, I'll be like, oh, I'd be ready to hit those I feel high like it notes. shouldn't count. <laughs> yeah. I really am wild. So, uh, okay, I'll do Over at the Frankenstein Place. So, science fiction, I'm going home, and Over at the Frankenstein Place is what I'll do as, like, my three faves right now, at least. Okay. Right. So, this is tough, of course, but <laughs> um, I'm going home because, just like Adrian, it, hit, it gets me in the feels. Like, right. ugh. I'm about to get teary-eyed just thinking about it. Um, <laughs> I'm going home. Touch it, touch it, touch me. I was going around singing this in the house, and I shouldn't. <laughs> That's me. Yes. Me to my sleep problems. It came on. It came on, and my child was like, "Oh, I like this song." I was like, "We're not going to listen to it." <laughs> Fast forward. <laughs> um, so I'm going home. Touch it, touch it, touch me, and. I can make you a man. I just love how uh, Tim Curry, just like how he sings it and just like, I love trying to make myself sound like him. Yes. Weighing (laughs) in 98 pounds. I just, I freaking love him. (laughs) Let me stop. (laughs) A legend, truly and honestly. Yes. Also, the way that he's humping. I don't even know what that thing's called. Um, like that exercise thing. Yeah, like the, the beam thingy. Yeah, the oh, beam. No. yeah, yeah, yeah. The balance beam. Well, no, that's not, no. That's not the balance beam, but it's yeah, a gymnast. A gym. Um, Something I've never touched in my life. <laughs> knocking boots with that. It sends me into, you know, it sends me to the moon every single time. It's so hilarious. Starmy, what about you? What are your three faves? Um, I asked y'all. <laughs> okay, so... Obviously, I'm going home. It's going to be on everybody's list, I feel like. Uh, Damn it, Janet. Yes. I love Damn it, Janet. Me too. Also, thick. (laughs) Probably Time Warp. She's great. Yeah. I stay singing that song. It's great. It really is amazing. They're all good songs, like, truly and honestly. I mean, do we have any doubts? Yes. <laughs> so fast. <laughs> like, is there some that you just sword? Skip? Sword of Damocles. Ooh. Instant skip. Rocky. I don't give a fuck. Literally, Rocky is in the name of this movie, and I could not give a fuck less about Rocky. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, Rocky's not doing much, you know? He's seven hours old by the end of this thing. He, he... Oh, yeah, he's a baby. <laughs> he's a seven body. He really is. He's out here just looking like a snack, really. It's his whole entire thing, like, you know? Like, that body was too toit. Like, it looked like it hurt. <laughs> too toit. <laughs> it was like... Uh... I feel like hugging you would be uncomfortable, you <laughs> yes. know? Yes. 
I think it'll be crack like. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um. Yeah, very hot. It's me breaking into a piece of chicken. That's all. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like a monster. Um. I also. Uh. I don't live. Oh my god. Where is it? I don't live for um. Doctor Scott's song. Once I in know. a while. Oh. Oh, Eddie. Eddie. Mm-hmm. I don't care for that song. Yeah. I skip it every time. I won't even lie. I go click, click, click. <laughs> right on. Right on to roast hit my world. Let's move it <laughs> or lose it, I say. <laughs> um, Is there an instant skip for you, Ash? Uh, Probably Eddie. The song, yeah. It doesn't give It doesn't. It's just like, you're not bringing anything to the table. Very get out nice. of here <laughs> and, and apparently like and then, uh, oh go ahead Ash. oh no Sorry. I was gonna say and then every now and then I, I skip hot patootie <laughs> uh, every now and then I, I have to be in the mood for it I love me some meatloaf but I'm like I'm not in the mood skip <laughs> I love hot patootie that's one of my honorable mentions <laughs> uh, um, I uh, will side with Ash on that one I have to be in the mood for hot patootie because uh, I, I think it's just because when I first watched the movie, I didn't like it for some reason. I was just like, this is not a good song. Yeah. Um, but as time has gone on and I've seen it, you know, a million more times, uh, I was like, you know what? This is kind of a vibe. So now it does definitely fall into like, I have to be in the mood for it. I yeah. really do. But R.I.P. Meatloaf. Definitely. And then like the history behind the song, like, uh, I guess like when Meatloaf was cast and they handed him the song, like, hey, here's the song. Usually when we do the stage production, people struggle with it like struggle with hitting the notes so if you if you mess up a little bit it's okay and meatloaf is like i'm gonna <laughs> hit every word right. it's like <laughs> it's like okay <laughs> bet and he hit every note like he he did that shit so like it, even though I, i'll skip it every now and then like i still appreciate the song because meatloaf did do the damn thing on it truly and honestly i mean it's a good song you know i've, I've grown to love it so um, but I think out of all the songs on the soundtrack, those are probably really the only ones. Those three, truly, that were mentioned, are probably be the only ones I really kind of skip. That's my favorite part of like watching Rocky Horror Picture Show with somebody new, is watching them realize that Eddie is Meatloaf. They're like, hold on. <laughs> I I will be honest. I had no idea who Meatloaf was for like what? the longest time. Yeah. Girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, maybe it's a white thing. Uh-oh. I don't know. <laughs> Because I had no idea who Meatloaf was, to be honest. This was my introduction to Meatloaf. Um, Same. So. I mean, this was before he was famous, so that makes sense. True, 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 true. Yeah, because he really blew up in the 80s. There's like that one song. I already forgot what it's called. I will do anything. Do anything for love. love. But I won't do that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know what? Um, Again, R.I.P. Meatloaf. Um, But yeah, so... (laughs) That's not a statement I thought I would hear on my own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just because I hate meatloaf. Not the person, but like the the, the food. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I, I fuck with meatloaf heavy. Oh, do you? You're girl, me, yeah. Kind of girl? I don't. It's not, my, it's not my vibe for sure. I like my meatloaf. I mean, this could go any different type of way. This word meatloaf. I love my meatloaf, but <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's so funny that with some of these songs, I mean, kind of like you um, were talking about, like with Milo and like just like the song vibes or whatever. Apparently, like 
Richard O'Brien had written like a few songs initially for the stage play um, and like had no idea of like the plot surrounding them. Uh, like they just had the songs in mind and the other songs kind of just fell into the movie. So I don't know. I didn't like look into it like deep enough, but I wonder like what were like the first songs that were written for this thing? Like what were the songs that were like, you know, the inspiration for the movie? I wish I could have found out what that was because I definitely feel like Science fiction has to be one of like the original songs written, probably Time Warp, but like Hot Patootie and Eddie, like those two definitely feel like they were just added on super last minute once they figured out what was happening with the story. So I think it's probably why they just don't stick out as much. Actually, Time Warp is the addition to make things oh, longer. You better gag me. Yeah. Okay. They weren't going to put it in the film. They needed it to be longer. (laughs) So they added the time warp. Could you imagine a Rocky Horror without the time warp? Oh, not at all. This is the one that gets everybody out of their seats. Right. You know, everybody's sitting pretty until the Mm -hmm. song comes on and everybody's like, let's all get up and (laughs) Uh, bust it. Oh my god, wait. So for your showings, I don't know if it's just our showing, which I mean could probably definitely um tie into like the uh the discussions of like and criticisms of the way consent is displayed in this movie. But um at our showings here in Vegas, um I'm pretty sure it is during time warp, like they make you like touch the groin of the person to your left. Do they make you do that in your showings? Uh, the The last time I went, no. Okay. I guess they. Pr- it just pretty much depends on like who's in the audience. Like if you're comfortable with doing it or whatever. Like Obviously, they're yeah. not. They're not going to force you to do anything you don't want to do. But yeah, they never really like said it. Like grab the person. What? <laughs> yeah, because when I went to that, the uh, the one that I went to in like the theater that we have, um, it was on Halloween night actually. But when we went to that one, they were like, you know, grab the person to your groin's left. I mean, obviously. Your groin's left. (laughs) To your left, their groin. Um, And then, like, my old roommate was, like, to my right. And so she was just, like, hovering around me. But, you know, to my left was somebody that I had met at Pride um, just, like, a week earlier. You know, second dick and cock. So I was grabbing that thing. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. He said, giving me an excuse. Oh, yes. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Excuse you know, me. Yes. <laughs> something, some, a little something for the queers, you know. I'm making mental notes, making sure who sits on my left. I mean, again, <laughs> it'll just be like a hover situation, or you know, I'm just not going to do it, kind of vibe. <laughs> uh, but I was very lucky with who was on my left when I went to that showing. So. Uh, oh my god. Um, <laughs> um. But yeah, with the movie, I mean, I don't even know what else to kind of go through. I mean, I could easily go through like scene by scene, song by song. And just kind of dissect. I mean, obviously, science fiction is iconic. It's just the big lips the entire time. I love the set piece for Damn It, Janet. Um, just being like this old, rundown church. I love Frankenfurter, or Tim Curry, at least, being in the very back. Um, are we supposed to assume that's just like a cameo? Or is that supposed to be like Frankenfurter? No, it's them. All of them. Uh, Frankenfurter, Magenta, and Riff Raff are all there. I just didn't know if it was like a, like an Easter egg for like the fans. I think it's supposed to be a hint of them, like watching them. Yeah, which is they're always scary. around the aliens. That's scary. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but I love the set piece for Damage in it. Um, and it's amazing. Oh my god! Speaking of, actually, let me hold up. I never fucking noticed that the goddamn car when the couple drives off. Um, yeah, girl. Yeah, like I never <laughs> fucking read that until she got hers. Now he's gonna get his. Tonight. I'm like what? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
okay to hear. I'm like, are you talking about a cock ring? Uh-uh. <laughs> she got her ring. Oh my god, yeah, probably. Yeah, I never noticed that literally until this rewatch for some ridiculous reason. So when I saw that, I was like, bitch. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was on the floor dying of laughter, but uh, <laughs> crazy shit, to be quite honest. I love watching this movie and then like looking in the background. Now that I know that's what's going on in the forefront, um, I love trying to find new things in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. That's pretty much what I do now when I watch this movie is I kind of just look at everything else that's going on. Um, just because I'm always trying to find something different at this point. And then, um, I don't know. This movie is crazy. Uh, so obviously, again, once we get to the... Um, to the actual Frankenstein place, obviously the home. What I love most is how like the party guests are like so diverse. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, so you know, people of color, different shapes, sizes, ages. I just love how diverse they are. To be quite honest. Mm-hmm. And they're all in the same outfit. Yes. <laughs> As they should, to be honest. Um. Yeah, I just love that. That was always one of the one things that stuck out to me so much randomly. Um. But it's nice because I mean, just, like representation, you know, is so important and. Seeing, like, such a diverse group of people just partying it out was, I mean, again, when I watched this was just, like, very, like, alarming to me. And I was like, wow, this is a life that I could, you know, live one day, to be quite honest. Um, so I just love the party goers and um, the time warp scene. And obviously when they're in Frankenfurter's lab, because they're just serving the entire time. I love them so much. I think any of the scenes with, like, dance, uh, with any choreography... Um, just makes me miss theater like that much more. I don't know if you feel the same, Ash, but <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Like I have my moments, like some like scenes in the movie. I'm like, oh, I miss being in theater. But at the other time, I'm like, forget those hoes. I'm good. Like, <laughs> forget those hoes. <laughs> you know the the toxic te- uh, theater people. You know. Yeah, like my theater club, like was clicky, mm-hmm. and then like the director will always like choose the same people over and over again and just i just never felt like i was like giving a shot giving a shot i mean i know i show i'm not the part like the best i'm not perfect whatever but it was just like really you cast this person again in the lead like aren't you tired of them no okay but like i got along yeah like i got along with everyone or whatever but it was just like i just felt like out of place yeah, but Fair enough. that's an unfortunate thing, especially um, when anybody likes. Especially in a place. setting, I feel like theater is one of those settings where, like, it's, also like it's advertised. Nature, I feel like right that, and then like in another way, it's almost advertised as like something a community for the outcasts. So mm-hmm. you're supposed to feel welcome there and like sometimes that's just not the case yeah. unfortunately the only time i actually felt like great and i loved it was when we did a production of high school musical because like We're yes all in this girl. <laughs> i was i was the high school musical kid like i was obsessed okay we're not going to talk about that but like when we were doing the casting and all that, like the production it was just like so diverse everyone got along we had so much fun it was like a great time and it was like the other productions i did after that i was just like um no thank you like it just (laughs) it didn't have the same vibe like it did before yeah yeah 
So that definitely took me out. Um, is it because High School Musical about me? Did it have like a bigger like ensemble? Like with yeah, it was more bodies and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was yeah, definitely a big ensemble, and it's just like everyone had more fun. Plus, she was the hot. Who can at that time? Yeah. Know? Oh my gosh, we ended yeah, up doing yeah. like six shows, and by the time yeah. we did like our last show, my voice was out. I was like, well, good thing I was in the chorus. Like <laughs> together, together, everyone. Right. Nobody, <laughs> nobody can be sad when you just hear that in the background <laughs> let me just make sure i hit my steps okay uh, push it push it i'm about to, to, the, bop, 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 bop to the top that used to be my sh- <laughs> shit you know sharpay for the for the queers sharpay you are sharpay <laughs> but i tell you what i got I'm her brother I, I had a chance to relieve i said relieve relive that moment because i attended the um the i party with matt bennett <gasps> did you yes oh my god yes. it was, was amazing that? oh my gosh i can't wait to go back again but like he did like all the high school musicals i was like you know what i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna lose my voice but i don't care yes <laughs> i saw um i would see like uh in, it was always on tiktok obviously but, uh-huh like, the clips would pop up and i was like this is amazing <laughs> so good so good you know because that was our shit that's when we grew up high school musical victorious all that cheetah girl so, <laughs> shit don't get me oh started. Oh my god, I wanted to be a cheetah girl so fucking bad. Same. So this. Oh my god, let's like be cheetah girls. Yes. <laughs> I've always wanted. We're the new to cheetah girls. I mean, those obvious, those uh, those the tracksuits. Yes, the tracksuits. Right. Yeah. Raven's Indeed. whole outfit, no wardrobe in the second film. I want it till this day. Right. Mm, a fashion icon. Apparent. Don't get me started because I'm about to break out the song. But anyways. Right. When we start our musical podcast. <laughs> all the Disney, Can't all wait. Disney musicals first. Because, <laughs> you know, I'll be I'll be getting my life. I love it. It'll be Disney. all the Disney and then Hamilton. Right. <laughs> and then Rocky Horror again. <laughs> um, um, but yes, Rocky Horror. So, yeah, it's just so much fun. I think it's what's weird to me is even with. It being a musical, it definitely, I mean, obviously, I think it does come down to just obviously what we're being presented. But it just feels so different. Like, it definitely stands out in, you know, a sea of other musicals. And I don't know. I just, I really enjoy this movie. I can't even, like, it's just so great. I love uh, in Over at the Frankenstein Place, too, when fucking, when Riff Raff is singing from that window. And they have that crazy pull-out <laughs> shot. And uh, Brandon and Janet are just staring at each other underneath the newspaper while he's, well, you know, while Riff Raff is in the background. Um, some crazy camel work in this movie for sure. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those things where I'm like, that that shot's crazy every time I see it. And I just again screaming that song at the top of my lungs. I really enjoy it for some ridiculous reason. Um the can't be signed, the enter at your own risk in the biggest letters possible. <laughs> um hilarious to me. Nobody's questioning why the fuck there's a castle in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it in Ohio? Uh, I said Ohio, but I don't think it's Ohio. Wait, we'll make it Ohio. Do, we, do we know where it happens? Uh, I don't. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna gag if it's Ohio. Hold on. Yeah, ask Dang. Google that bitch because I'm, I'm googling. I can't tell you where the fuck is. Quite honest, because the set is Denton, Ohio. Denton. Oh, Denton. Hello, fucking stupid me. Okay, yeah. So uh-uh. I, <laughs> I was right. Y'all had me feeling crazy for a second. Hey, but like you brought up good. Point, like talk about like how the there are some crazy like camera shots mm-hmm. my absolute favorite shots in this whole freaking movie was like our introduction to dr 
Frankenfurter. Oh my gosh. Like how it just like goes up like when the elevator's coming down and he's just like stomping. I'm like, yes, those shoes I need. Where where are they? I need them immediately. <laughs> um the whole outfit really is just iconic. The makeup is iconic, the blue eyeshadow is iconic. <sighs> just the ridiculous Dracula like cape that, you know, Frank is wearing to start to, you know, disrobe into skimpy lingerie is a gag. Um, a reveal of all reveals. And yeah, iconic. I just like I cannot like everything about Frank in this movie is hilarious. Again, Tim Curry is an icon. Um, I die pretty much at anything and everything that he does in this movie. Um, my favorite, I mean, again, I know that there's, you know, uh, I mean, there's criticism with consent in the scenes, but when he goes into each room to Brad and Janet's room individually and <laughs> yes. has the same conversation, the exact same. you don't want them to see you like this and <laughs> rips their legs open. I'm like, what Those the legs fuck? were up. I was like, damn. Right. And the schlong be schlanging. That thing's huge. I think. Who, Brad? Like, let me stop. Or Franks. Oh my God, Franks. Poking. Well, Rocky was poking. Everybody in this movie is just poking at attention. I was like, well, they said, like, the behind the scenes, like, the set was so cold. Oh, yeah. It's winter in London. Yeah. Like, there was, like, no heat. Everyone was freezing. Like, Susan Sarandon ended up having, um, Pneumonia. Like pneumonia and everything. Yeah. Like, damn. <laughs> yeah, that pool him. scene in the end. Uh-huh. In the middle of winter in London. Oh, that yeah. crazy. Oh, so they were giving their lives for this movie. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were risking their lives to bring us what we needed, right? That is fucking <laughs> crazy to me. I did not know that they filmed this in winter. Yeah. Girl. Speaking of Susan Tranton, I think she's great in this movie. I love how ridiculous she is as Janet. Um, mm-hmm. Cause she's definitely serving, you know, the over the top fifties suburban mm-hmm. housewife. And I think she does great. She's so campy. It is so funny. I mean, how many times does she just throw her hand up to her forehead? It's crazy. <laughs> she's giving Sandy from Greece. Yes. <laughs> Very that. She's just so naive and it's so funny. Uh, Brad is also hilarious, you know, just being the stereotypical straight white man. Um, they call him asshole in the in the street. <laughs> asshole. He he's he's wild in this movie. I will say though that he um throws down at the end of this movie when he's kicking uh, when he's doing the can can and like fucking just oh he was good at serving. I was like oh okay because then you see Rocky at the other end giving nothing. And then you see Brad at one end, literally fucking kicking up to the high heavens. I'm like, oh, she came to serve this scene. What the hell? But I also love how quick he is to give in to Frank. Oh my god, so fast. He he has been questioning uh-huh. before this because Frank. <laughs> oh my god, that sound. Frank uh, literally propositions him once, and he's just like, "You're not gonna tell Janet." Oh shit, bet. <laughs> And we see him smoking like, that cigarette. Right, yeah, right, right after. Cut his little his little sheet pulled up. <laughs> I also Janet is just fainting everywhere from just other people existing inside this house. But Frank touches her once and she's like, you know what? Fuck me, Rocky. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, I mean, I feel it, but like chill, you know? Yeah. I mean it's it's giving into pleasure, you know? It's uh, taking these people that at this point, especially, you know, coming out of the 50s and 60s into the 70s. Well, you know, the 70s was pretty yeah. peace and love. Um, 
and very, you know, pushing the envelope as much as they could at that point. Um, so to see, you know, the straight laced, straight couple, you know, straight from the suburbs put into like. Not be straight. Yeah, a very queer situation, truly and honestly. Um, I mean, it's, I mean, again, it's very campy, at least in how they present it in this movie. So her feigning, quite literally, as soon as the party goers like gyrate their hips and she just faints. <laughs> I'm like, girl, you're crazy. Please, please just take a chill pill. And then she wakes up and like faints again. She faints like two or three times during Time Warp. And I'm like, girl, you're wild. Also, I just, it's, I love that like everybody is sleeping with everybody in this movie. Yes. The polyamory um, is. It's rampant. all peace and love in this house, <laughs> except for Eddie, who poor Eddie just gets brutally murdered after his half of his brain gets stolen. But other than that, everybody's bumping uglies. Yeah, I kind of love that, to be honest. Um, I've been again because it's very, I mean, at least for the time it, you know, came out it was very taboo seeing, you know, such action, such open relationships was wild. Um uh, definitely a lot of, of course, you know, with gender non-conforming individuals, a lot of pansexuality is definitely being represented here as well. Um, so, yeah, it was just, I mean, again, like watching it for the first time, like that was the first time I've, I at least had to even, I mean, again, this movie really was so eye-opening. It was like the first time I had ever saw like open relationships. I mean, I mean, again, it's not like they don't go in detail into the relationships and like the functions behind it, but like just the general idea of openness. Um was again very interesting for me at that time so yeah i love this movie she's everything to me and if you want to dig deeper into it honestly like frank is the like epitome of a toxic partner in an open relationship because he is so mad he wants to fuck everybody uh -huh. but as soon as somebody else wants to show some love to somebody else like either dying he's throwing a fit he won't finish singing happy birthday to you <laughs> He's just, that pet, that he's petty. so toxic. Yeah. Heigl, wish me a happy birthday on my actual birthday. Heigl, give me a happy birthday. Heigl, give me a birthday. My favorite skit of all time. Uh, Same. It's also funny. I do like, though, um, um, at least how diverse Frank is, you know, um, in. Oh, yeah, he doesn't care. So, again. <laughs> Although, yeah, very toxic. I mean, <laughs> killing Meatloaf, obviously, out of sheer jealousy, is um, <laughs> as toxic as it can possibly be. An iconic moment. For though. sure. Uh, that little pickaxe or whatever the fuck it is. Just the way they, again, Kim Curry just gives me life every single time. Just the facial reactions as he's going towards Eddie is so funny to me. I always die of laughter. I love the thought that, like, Eddie was frozen with his motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> How did he defrost? What happened there? He just popped right on out. I was like, what? I feel like Riff Raff had something to do with oh, it. Probably. Oh, probably. Riff yeah. Raff is the real villain. a yep. shady bitch. The real yep. villain movie, that's for sure. Which is crazy. So they're all from outer space, right? Because uh -huh. Frank is also from Transylvania, which we figure out is another galaxy at the end of this movie. Which is very yeah, interesting. Yeah, because this is a party for the Transylvanians. Is that who the party goers are supposed to be? Yeah, it's like an anniversary or something. It, they for Frank's explain uh, creation. For the creation of Rocky. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what the celebration's for. Okay, I just never in my mind put together whether the party goers were like from outer space also. Because <laughs> they all show I up on motorcycles. I think they're meant to be. And then like if they're not, they're just people that Frank has also <laughs> seduced and... Invited to the party? Changed right. in some way. I, I, yeah. I volunteer as tribute. Get, <laughs> get me out of here. Yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> Take me to Transylvania. Be 
Yes. Um, but yeah, Riff Raff is definitely like the underlying villain in this movie for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely using Frank's I, uh, scapegoat shield, if you will. If I was a character, I would be Riff Raff, though. Do you think? Mm-hmm. Hmm. He is unhappy with everything, girl. That's uh, me. Or is it the costume that just... he wears at the end that you want? The I mean, shoulder pads, like, okay. the pointy shoulder okay. pads. <laughs> the pointy shorter pads with though. the le- yeah, the ponytail, the laser right. pointer, all that stuff. Yes. Yeah, I want I want pitchfork laser gun. That's that's the real tea. <laughs> yeah, that laser gun is crazy. Every time I see it, I'm like, it's also, ridiculous. Just he can just hit some notes, man. I just want to be him. Give a ha- <laughs> Work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I also love that he himself, uh, Richard Bryan, he identifies as third gender. Ah. Uh, he identifies as 30% female and 70% male, but does use he, him pronouns. So I always, I love when people are open with their sexuality, with how they identify, with pronouns. I just, it's not something that's obviously addressed enough. Um, So for it to be such a big part of like who he is, even in the 70s, is so nice to see. Mm-hmm. Speaking through his work. Unfortunately, with Richard O'Brien as well, um, they have made some transphobic comments definitely internalized homophobia transphobia um because i'm pretty sure there was an mm-hmm. interview back around 2016 in which they were pretty much stating that even post-surgery anybody who is not afab is just never going to be female you could do what you can to be as female as you possibly can um but definitely they're on the side of uh, there's some internalized mm. transphobia and homophobia there for sure. Yeah, I was gonna bring that Thanks up. Thanks for hearing that. I didn't know that, so thank you. Yeah, I was gonna bring that up. I was just like, was that a fever dream? Did I imagine that, or like, did I actually yeah. read about that? But yeah, no, it's just Stormy being uneducated. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's like one of the things too, in which people now again criticize the film just for not aging well. Because you can definitely look mm-hmm. at things that are displayed in this as well, and I mean, it it, it comes from Richard's mind, so. You know, there it adds a layer of clear criticism, you know. Uh, it's unfortunate. Right. But at the same time, you know, being alive in the 70s, still being, uh, you know, discovering who they are, still being queer in nature and being able to put pen to paper and still being able to, you know, kind of give out some of their emotions with some, I mean, again, great lyrics. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going home is great. Rose Tim's my world's great. Like, there's still meaning behind the lyrics, even if... No longer the way things were a little bit lost. Um, but still, it's just, I mean, it's just, it's so affirming for people who, of course, do struggle with gender and identity. Um, and with the movie such as this, again, I understand the criticism there. But, like, again, just seeing gender played with and displayed in such a transparent and uh, freeform way is just, it just, it, it's so important i feel like still to see representation although it hasn't aged well it's still just so important for the time and obviously the queer community took it and ran with it and i mean it still holds a place in many a queer person's heart today they also there's like a hidden thing in the whenever they go to frank's lab for the first time um and he has the the gown and the pearls and the the pink gloves (laughs) um he has the little pink triangle on his um, chest, which is what they use during the Holocaust to mark gay people. Oh. 
Um, so just like little tidbits like that for like representation. Yes. And the iconic um, little, oh, I don't even know what it's called. What the fuck is that? Iconic beat. <laughs> <laughs> iconic outfits left and right, truly and honestly. Um, oh my God. When they strip. Tim Curry's hot. Very, very sexy. Honestly, the first time I um, had ever seen Tim Curry in anything was Scary Movie 2. Um, uh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so he's older in that movie but even when i'm younger i was like he's kind of hot like as a professor uh-huh. I was like, he's kind of hot and sexy so when i had finally seen this movie and i was like oh tim curry um is also in this movie i was like work because i mean after scary movie 2 was it obviously so i knew tim curry as the professor in scary movie 2 and then as pennywise the clown so by the time i had watched him in this movie it was like obviously something so different and i was like oh okay a little hot a little sexy i'm all about it <laughs> he is just so talented it's freaking ridiculous Deserves i just it, exactly and i just hope one day i have the opportunity to meet him in person because he still goes around does conventions and i'm like i need to be in his presence like i don't care like i just want to breathe the same yeah, air like i don't care if i've been lying for like <laughs> the whole day like I'm I'm going to meet him and I'm going to cry and that's yeah. okay. <laughs> a dream, a dream for me as well, to be honest. Um, because yeah, it's just so good. Like it's just, I don't know how somebody can be so talented. Like I, it just makes no sense to me how you can just be so fucking talented. Just ooze talent just on ooze the daily. Charisma, it's crazy. Like Tim Curry in every single role is just fucking hilarious i also clue is one of my favorite movies of all time so he's also amazing in that fucking movie as wadsworth he's just so funny and uh, i, love I have Curry. a confession <gasps> tell me i've never seen, I've clue. seen clue <laughs> <laughs> yeah have you stormy <laughs> no yeah, that's why <laughs> it's Please. hard i want to say go watch it because it's great um Let me it see is just fight it <laughs> it's older uh it's an 85 movie uh oh it's two- all showtime i got showtime okay it's good it really is great i mean if anything tim curry is a star in it but the entire cast brings just it's just it's so good i mean i don't i don't want to like hype it up too much because if you don't like it you know <laughs> i don't want you to be like damn adrian has awful taste but it's great <laughs> it really is a good time if you like tim curry he at least will get you through the movie but it's definitely worth it. It's really good. Are you into like um like mysteries like that? Murder mysteries? It has to be the right one. Okay. Okay. And I, I mean, I I'm open to trying anything once, so we'll see. I'll I'll check this one out. And Tim Curry. Yeah, it's Tim Curry, so there you go. <laughs> so you know he'll slay no matter what, really. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good time, you know. I'm really into like mysteries and shit. I was always reading uh Agatha Christie and shit growing up. So Ooh, when I had first Agatha- watched Clue. <laughs> Agatha yeah. Christie. Yes. Yes. Apparently, she was problematic. Also, now that I'm like hearing about it, I, I had saw that maybe like a month ago or something. But you know, there's a lot going on. I have time to sit down and read why. Uh, but I haven't read any of her books in a long time, so I feel like I need to. Read I want to feel because that book. Um, and then there were, and then there were none. Was that her? Yeah, that was her. The original title of that book was problematic as fuck. Yeah, it was 10 Little Indians. Oh, before that. Well, what was before that? 10 Little N-Word. <gasps> uh, <laughs> this bitch. I will. She said that with her whole chest and put it in print? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because, like, I'm like, so 
when I was in high school, I was a freshman at the time when it happened. So I was in like a separate building. But the main campus, they were doing a production of uh of and then there were none, but they had used the original title of Ten Little Indians. I hate saying that, but like I'm just like telling the story. So they had used yeah. that title, like promoting it, and it caused like a, a like drama. Like we like people are saying like they should not do the production because of that, yada yada yada. Like the original director backed out, so they had to bring someone in. So like they were they still did the production, but they changed the name to it. Like they went back to the to the the title that that is now. And I'm just like, y'all did do y'all research before. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? before all this. I didn't know that either. So that I'm shocked. Yeah, I didn't. I knew about the ten little natives. Yeah. I knew that. Um, but to go from the I did not know about before Indians, that, and then I'm like, "What are you trying to do?" Yeah, as her? if that's any better. Ten little queers probably would have been her next option. Oh uh -uh. <laughs> I mean, come on, if she's in this mindset already. Ten little f words. <laughs> <laughs> that would be her. That's like the Christy down. Um, wow, how, dis how disappointing. Boots the house down. <laughs> Very disappointing because I used to love Christy growing up, but that's I mean, awful. What can we expect? You know from a white woman from you know whenever she was alive Ooh. damn so disappointing right well well anyways um rocky horror also um <laughs> speaking of <laughs> great white people tim curry <laughs> uh i also love obviously when rocky is created how they have all the colors of the rainbow put into the um into the little i don't even know what you would call like that. the tank his tank. vat <laughs> yeah, yeah that's a good word for it the tank um, I love that, obviously. I think this is even before, like, um, the LGBTQ plus community was even using the rainbow flag. Um, so very interesting that they use these, uh, the rainbow color beforehand. But I think it's probably alluding to maybe, like, the 60s, you know, peace and love. Rainbows were used very often back then. Uh, so maybe they were just kind of using that. But it's still nice that, you know, it predates the actual rainbow flag so a nice little tidbit there i love that part of the movie all his lovers his magnets his like medusa stone elizers all his little creations in this fucking house are wild yeah they're crazy the fucking skeleton inside like the coffin clock thing yes whatever did you know that's a real skeleton no -uh. is it yeah mm -hmm. they like playing games on sets don't they because who is using <laughs> those skeletons like this when did Poltergeist come out? Oh, that was like 80. 80s? So, yeah. Yeah, 80 something. I think it's 80, actually. It's 1980. The lesson, lesson hadn't been learned yet. <laughs> Apparently, it's cheaper to use actual human remains. That's sick. Isn't that cool? Yeah, it really Isn't is. it? Um, I hate it here. I didn't know that that was real skeleton. <laughs> now I'm going to watch that scene and just mm -hmm. be like blinking the entire time. <laughs> blink, blink. Mm -hmm. I'm like the evil's transporting through the TV. At least that's not. Oh my god. <laughs> the spirit. Or the way that like he flips flips the switch and it like draws the uh the doctor up through <laughs> the this magnetic. whole house. Yeah, the fact that it's able to just yeah. pinpoint his wheelchair and drag him all the way crashing through the walls. <laughs> I mean, come. I should be laughing, but watching this again, <laughs> I got so weak. Yo, it made me die after rewatching it again. Yeah, uh for the discussion, I was like yeah, they didn't have to send that man through <laughs> no. the wall like a fucking Kool Aid man. They didn't have to do that. He could have used a door. I like how cool and calm he is the entire time too. He comes fucking with the debris <laughs> and the dust from the wall on him, and he's just like, "Oh, Doctor Frankenfurter." <laughs> I was like, Are you not in pain? Nice to see you. 
Are you not hurting right now? Um, <laughs> that is so funny. That part always kills me. What if somebody has like a pacemaker and just fucking sucks it out of their chest? Um, okay, wait. I also want to ask uh, what you guys think about Columbia. Do y'all like Columbia? She's ridiculous. <laughs> um, but yes, I enjoy Columbia. <laughs> she was actually my favorite. My first favorite character of the movie. Yes. Okay. What drew you yeah. in? I don't. Her outfit, like during the time war, mm. I sparkly. Yeah. It was just something about, the fishnet. Yes. It was just something about her. Like you could tell she was like the baby of the group, and like just still trying to find her way, like how she could be seen and just like, like discovering herself. And I was like, I can kind of see myself a little bit there, like with like within her character. Like, cause like she deserved better. Yeah, cause like everyone wa- wants to have the feeling of being wanted or being be seen and just be part of something amazing. And it's like I felt that, so I was just like, "Oh, I love Columbia. Yay! I love her. Her voice is so distinct. Obviously, yes. uh, now Campbell sounds amazing. so high pitched. Yeah, it's. I think at first I was like, "Turn she off." Pick me up, <laughs> <laughs> like girl. <laughs> That's what they does. It'd be an evil week. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Tappity tap, 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 tap in the background. I'm like, girl, what? Oh my God. The tap dancing is iconic though. Mm. She's like, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I wanted to be her Same. so badly. I've always wanted to be her like, tap dance. My ankle could never. Because of her. Um, yeah, iconic. But like I said, like, I think outside of like Frank's like outfits, Columbia has like the most snazzy outfits in the movie for sure. Um, so she always stands out. She's also, I love when she stands up to, Ro- uh, not Rocky, to Frank at the very end of the movie before she's stoned, unfortunately. Um, but just how she calls him out for his toxic nature and how he, you know, uses people um, and, you know, disposes of them when they're no longer necessary for him. And she's like, you have to choose between me and Rocky. Um, again, like watching this for the first time, um, it was just very, um, you know, new for me to even, you know, see relationships like this displayed. Um, so I don't know. I just love her so much. I really have grown to love her a lot since I've first seen the movie. Yeah. Yeah, Rocky's so hot. I have the movie going, of course, as we talk about it. <laughs> just so hot. <laughs> so hot. It's also so funny. I always dive laughter with, like, all the, um, like, the workout equipment. It always just gives me candy cane vibes. It's I so was, yes, yes. I was getting those vibes. <laughs> it just always feels like Christmas when he brings them out. And I'm like, work. I love Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I love Christmas. <laughs> um, so, so, Rocky... He only has half a brain? Yeah, he has half of Eddie's brain. Duh. That's why Eddie has the cut across his right, forehead. Yeah, he took his brain. That's why he's kind of dense, honestly. Yeah. Um, I like how he was born, <laughs> and they said that he's dense, and he doesn't have all that much brain, but he starts out with a song called <laughs> The Sword of Deer. <laughs> I can't even pronounce that word. <laughs> he's just speaking to just to the audience, you know? And also, Tim Curry says it, but, like, you were just born. How do you know life sucks? <laughs> the rest of us had to live at least 15 years before we figured that shit out. So, like, chill. I if he has, like, any memories um, from, like, Eddie's past life or something. So many <laughs> things that could be um, examined further there. I die of laughter when, um, when Riff Raff and Magenta are, like, in the lab and Rocky's just on his stomach, you know, feet probably in the air. And they go up there with like a fucking, with the candles and just like start throwing fire at him and he freaks out and runs around. Runs outside, they call the dogs on him. It's so fucking funny. Like it's just so funny to me. 
do I read too much into it or is that like a callback to like Frankenstein? Uh uh-uh. uh. I, I I felt that way too. Okay. For sure. Cool. I mean it would only make sense, right? I didn't just making sure I wasn't alone. Also, Magenta's hair at the end um is very uh Bride of Frankenstein. So good. I love their outfits at the end. Those little little gold numbers. Iconic. Ash pointed it out earlier, but Magenta's outfit got mm-hmm. slays. And she also has like a like a little thong on underneath there. So I'm like, geez. That thong, 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 thong. Yes. Like, <laughs> Patricia Quinn. <laughs> Rocky actually sold his little gold shorts for only a thousand dollars, girl. Can you imagine? You know how much money you could make off of those? When, do we know when he sold them? Like right after the I movie? I don't I did not I didn't see what. Um so he started out as a model and he was like I watched one of his interviews and he was like, I know I'm bad. I cringe every time I think about that movie. I know it's awful. And he like left the game after this. But yeah, only sold it for a thousand. I mean, what what was he supposed to like the character he was playing? Like yeah. right. his character can't do much. I don't know why you're cringing. Yeah, why are you cringing? <laughs> right. you, you did great to me. You could have been right. Meryl Street for all I know. You were killing it. You were a great Rocky. Like I mean, I feel because his feelings, his feelings were hurt, and I, could, I honestly, if I was in the movie, I would also probably react the same way. But I mean, to me, I mean, it's like it's iconic. I think he does great in the movie. Right. How else can you really play this character? Yeah, you got to be a little bit cringy because he doesn't know what's going on. Right. Um, I love that was his view. I know, poor guy. Janet, uh, though, like Stormy said earlier too, Janet immediately just sleeping with Rocky after, you know, <laughs> getting a little bit of some, a-, a little mm-hmm. bit of action from Frank is hilarious. I Before tasted you- blood and I want more, 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 more. more. <laughs> oh my God, bitch! Yes, God. the lesbian vibes from Magenta <laughs> and um, Columbia in so that good. scene too. I mean, not necessarily lesbian, but women loving. <laughs> um, yeah, so good. Uh, she's. Uh, God, I do love that song so much. She's great. Um, I love the shots when obviously, you know, they're in the little tank and she's on her back and it just switches between everybody. Um, that always sends me down. To, when you're watching this movie high, that scene in particular. <gasps> is I need to do that. Oh, my God. I'm about to do it right fucking now. Yes. Um, my favorite part in that whole thing or in that whole scene is um, when we switch back to Columbia and. um and they, uh, the two girls there, <laughs> she's like, do you mean she? And she goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> so sassy. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> the silent, silent judge, not silent, but very quiet judgment. <laughs> also when, like, obviously when, um, when Dr. Scott shows up and they find, uh, Janet and Rocky together and they all just start screaming each other's names. <laughs> it's very um i mean obviously way later but it's very shrek it reminds me of shrek nowadays <laughs> whenever they're all just calling each other's name and the donkey's like donkey so funny i wonder if that's a reference to this movie <laughs> uh, probably I mean, I, I, it's probably happened in a million movies before right i would assume maybe janet brad Scott. <laughs> and they all have the same like their expressions don't change <laughs> I feel like it's Rocky's just the same. Like, we go like three rounds and Janet? Rocky's, Rocky's just like, huh? Brad? Yeah. <laughs> like, <it's> so <laughs> yeah. Rocky's not saying anything. Doesn't know anybody's name. <laughs> I like how when she gets caught cheating, the first thing she, she I'm pretty sure she's just, I mean, just so stunned. I would also be doing the exact same thing if I was her. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I just got caught, you know, sleeping with another man. 
I also love that they had security cameras before <laughs> security cameras were a thing. And I love how she knew exactly what to do to turn on the security camera. I was so confused right. at the part. I don't know why I never caught on to it, but rewatching it this time, I was like, I wonder what they've done with Brad. And she's like, and he just pulls up right away. And I was like, okay, what the fuck? Go off, I guess. Oh, Brad. How could And then she's you like, you know what? I'm going to go get some dick. <laughs> I'm like, what? What a turn of I mean, events. Brad got his dick scarfed the- down by fucking Frank. <laughs> <laughs> he was gagging. I was like, okay, we're Brad's knees. He's all coming. And he was coming. Oh, I was like, oh my God. I'm like, same. But, um, they're like, whoa. They're like, Rocky's escaped. And he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like, finishes off first and then goes and fucking starts whipping Riff Raff right after. I'm like, <laughs> In that badass leather jacket. I was like, I need that. I need Frank's libido to go from like sucking dick to (laughs) whipping out whips is (laughs) wild. Dedicated to the game. Also, isn't it so funny that everybody is supposed to be like sleeping and they're all going to bed and then like give it an hour and they're all having dinner now all of a sudden? (laughs) Yeah. What is the timeline here? What are y'all guys doing? And then there's a floor show. I'm like, do y'all ever sleep? (laughs) What what is happening (laughs) with this house? It's a time warp. Oh, you're right. Time probably just doesn't exist. <laughs> right. But yeah, I've the fact that they have dinner right after everybody's supposed to be sleeping is the funniest thing to me. Because Magenta just walks in, she's like, dinner's ready! I'm like, what? <laughs> when do we play dinner? I mean, all that shit they were doing, they built up an appetite. Yeah, I'd be right. hungry too. <laughs> Choreographed dancing really takes it out of you. <laughs> <laughs> Choreographed dancing and Sex. giving the Gluck Gluck 3000 <laughs> and... <laughs> there's a lot going on right now (laughs) also i need fuel to be whipping people (laughs) also with um riffraff and magenta like they're supposed to be related but when he starts like nibbling on her neck i'm like what is going on they're supposed to be siblings yes and he's like and she's like i'm like what are y'all doing what is going on in the stars everybody's horny in this house everybody they are i mean let me pack my bag maybe it's (laughs) right that's what I'm saying. So, like, is it anybody that comes in this house? Is the doctor horny too? What's happening? You want some chocolate? You good? You saw the doctor's legs at the end. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. When the doctor whips out them gams, I'm like, what? You've been hiding those in the wheelchair for 20 years. I do love their little statues though that they make of them. Like, I don't know how that they. I don't know how. Why they, they got to be naked? I mean, I'm down. All right. I mean, I guess, but it's getting, it's getting art, you know, it's getting ancient Romanian art or Greek art or whatever the fuck. I don't know. I think it's cool. It's crazy how they even, I don't know how they did it, to be honest. I didn't look that far into it, but it they just look crazy. So I just like how lifelike they are, to be honest. Imagine they commissioned like stone marble <laughs> carvings of these. Yeah, they have, to, I mean, it, it can't, it can't be that, but. Ah, if it is, I mean, it's kudos. styrofoam. Is it? Oh, I oh. don't know. But I'm <laughs> with that budget, probably. I mean, truly and honestly. Yeah. Also, we like went over it earlier. You gave a box office number, uh-huh. but this movie has never officially left box office. Oh. Like, in the since it's, um, since it was released, it's always playing somewhere that like they can't give a final number. Isn't that crazy? Wow. That's the longest running movie in box office ever. That's crazy. What a great movie. I wonder how much their royalty checks are. 
that, that part. part. Especially with the music, too. Uh-huh. Cause I, How much do the, like, shadow casts have to pay to use? You know what I mean? What do you mean? Pay for what? Oh, it's like... I mean, you have to pay to perform oh. things. Like, you have to pay for the rights to perform. Okay, okay. I wonder how much they do have to pay, then. Sure, it can't be much if they're doing it every weekend. Right, doing it multiple right. shows. <laughs> multiple times a night, even, sometimes. The last ticket that I saw was $12, and I got a grab bag. So hey, it can't be that much, you know? Bag. I love a little grab bag moment. Damn, I'm ready to go. We got to look stormy and see if there's any... There is some happening this weekend. They usually start at 12. 10 to 12, so we got 20 minutes. I mean, if all else fails, um, I'll be back from California anyways on Halloween, so we can even just go Halloween night. Ooh. <laughs> So. Ash fly here. <laughs> oh, sh- <laughs> Let me just max out a credit card. <laughs> that part, right? Um, I mean, hey, if you ever do, you have a place to stay. So I've I've been wanting right. to come out to Las Vegas for the longest time. So we got you as soon as you do. Yay. Yes, you have all the you have the people who can take you everywhere. Yes, all the horror spots that we can find. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare Toys has a coffee shop. Yeah, they have now. a little bar, dining cafe now. Super cute. I just, I, I just need to get turned. Like, just take. I don't care where. Just give me out. You've never been to Vegas. <laughs> no. Oh. A first time. Uh, the first time in Vegas really is. I mean, it really is all they say it is. I broke my foot my first time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and just proceeded to get drunk and high all weekend and just walked. There on you it. go. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. The first time you come to Vegas, it really does feel like everything that everybody said. <laughs> Um, and then you know after like your third time out here you're like okay I'm tired and then you live here and you're like I just want to go home oh yeah now I'm like (laughs) without 45 minutes of traffic yeah now the strip is like (laughs) cursed I'm like uh, only when somebody visits for the first time is the only time I ever like go near the strip we go to the strip yeah because after I mean you know I spent a million nights up. you have to drive right by the strip to get to the airport (laughs) yeah it's like right there gotta pick you up yeah we'll have to take you sometime um but yeah so i don't even know any other points anything else anybody else wants to like mention anything i do missed? have a question we could all ask yes 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 okay. yes who would you want to be in rocky horror for the sake of the body probably rocky uh, um, <laughs> for the sake of i mean just frank right just it has to be frank for me Fucking everybody? Yeah, fucking everybody, wearing sick outfits, um, and just being a badass. I would have to say Frank, for sure. Yes. What about you, Stormy? I want to be Riff Raff or Columbia. I want to be both. <laughs> I want to push them together into one person. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's you. Whoa. What, it's me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the love child. <laughs> What about you? I will have to go with uh, Columbia. I was actually, before we started recording, I was looking up like costume ideas because I'm like, once mm. I lose this fupa, it's game over. You know what? We're <laughs> doing it with the fupa. Yeah, yeah. We're doing it. Same. We're out here. <laughs> <laughs> I still have nothing to do for Halloween, like in terms of like a costume idea. I have so, no. Oh, I, have I was about to be like, bitch. But watching this movie, I was like, you know what? I could probably just do something from this movie. <laughs> like, it's still iconic, and I can just go find something. Oh my God, fast. please cosplay as Frankenfurter. Please. I couldn't. 
I couldn't. Let me drop you could. 40 pounds and then maybe we can do all that. Oh my God. Uh, I think I would struggle with the makeup. Like that would be my biggest hassle is the makeup. That too. I'm not really skilled with my makeup artistry. I got you. I got both of you. Okay, work. Yes. And a wig. I would have to find the wig. And <laughs> In reality, I'll probably just end up dressing like somebody from The Purge just so I can be covered in blood. That's Ooh, all. Reality, I did that one year. Did you? Yes. Yeah, I just like I just took like an old t-shirt, splatted some blood, ripped it up. And I went to like five below, got the mask. Yeah. I haven't dressed up in so long. Pretty sure the last time I did dress up is when we went to this midnight showing on Halloween, like back on <laughs> back in like 2018 or something. Or 2017. But that was like legit the last time I dressed up for Halloween. And it wasn't even dressed up. I just did like a skull face. Ooh. Big whoop. <laughs> so that was the last time I did anything for Halloween. So I feel like this year I got to do something. Okay, Tate. Yeah, very Tate vibes for sure. Oh, I have a picture of it. Let me. Yeah, see. I talked to you on the phone that night. Yeah, we're FaceTiming. I was That's a why drunk I have it. As fuck. Yeah, he's eating a French fry. Yeah, <laughs> Love it. Drunkenly eating McDonald's as one. <gasps> Love. Oh, 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 there we oh, go. Yes. Oh, she's sweating. She's sweating. This is post Rocky Horror, okay? <laughs> this was, this was at three thirty eight in the morning. I have the time stamp. Listen, hey, that first year in Vegas, you know, she was crazy. So I got everything I needed to get. What was I doing? Because it was literally four in the morning where I was. Walmart. Oh, Mm -hmm. yes, 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 yes. She was with the former friends of ours. What were we doing at at four o'clock in the morning? (laughs) (laughs) What were we doing at Walmart? The fuck? I mean, back in our hometown, there's nothing to do but go to Walmart late at night. That's how. So that's what you guys were doing. I used to love going Fair. to Walmart like in the middle of the night because that's where you see Fair. all the crazy folks. Yes. That part. Exactly. <laughs> or you are the crazy yes. folk. <laughs> uh, I'm bored. Let's go to Walmart. Oh my God. Yes, we would get high and go to Walmart 1 a.m. I would shop and do hundreds of dollars worth of shopping at fucking 2 a.m. Yes. Oh, I need this. Let's I didn't know I right did, now. but I'm going to take this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or the parking lot. We would just sit in the parking lot. Take the electric right. scooters. <laughs> oh, my God. People would do that. You know how many, like, heart-to-hearts I've had in, like, a Walmart parking lot in the car in the middle of the night? Same. You know how many matches in, on Tinder I have had in a Walmart parking lot? Oh, my lot? God. <gasps> Same. <laughs> We're all just- Walmart's, like, the central place to park so <laughs> when our hometown uh well my hometown stormy lived nearby like walmart was the only thing that was open past like fucking 10 p.m so you know if we're doing and mm-hmm. that wasn't a bar so anybody that's like under 21 was just literally always just hanging out at walmart stuck at walmart mm-hmm. yeah crazy times or off you know getting in trouble <laughs> adrian randomly just gets a location sent to him and then he knows something's happening something's up <laughs> Have either of you seen like the sequel Shock no. Treatment? No, 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 no. I've no, never no. seen it. Okay. I, I don't feel alone then. <laughs> I heard it's that if you're looking for something similar to Rocky Horror, you're not going to get it. Mm. Oof. Hate that. Yeah. I heard it's like you can at least watch it once and you just you figure out if you want to watch it again or not. So interesting. Okay. Yeah. I've heard um I've heard that. I've also seen a lot of people, at least a lot of mutuals on Twitter, um, who really like it. I've seen a few people I wish I I mean, I guess I mean it's probably better, I don't remember who they were. But there was like some mutuals too who were like even saying like they like it more than Rocky Horror. Um, <laughs> so I haven't seen it, so I can't like 
I can't understand whether that's like um, an opinion I can get behind or not. Um, what <laughs> is that even? So I know you could buy a copy of it on uh, Amazon. Um, Let's get high and watch Devin, <laughs> Shock Therapy. Um, one of my my big bros on uh, the Dead. Yes, he. I think okay. he's a fan of it, or I think he appreciates it. I can't remember it, but uh, like Richard O'Brien, he's in it. Uh, so pretty much like the whole premise of it, like um, hmm. Brad and Janet uh, are in it too, right? Yeah, so Brad and Janet are in it, but like I don't know how to describe. Like they're married, and like they're having issues. And it's like they're on a talk show. I don't know how to describe it. Oh yeah, they go like um, on a show or something. Yeah, like a, a game show. So like for the cast, like you still have Richard. O'Brien, Jessica Harper from Suspiria is actually playing Janet. Ooh, okay. Uh, Nell Campbell is in it. Uh, Patricia Quinn. Uh, someone else is playing Brad. So yeah, if I can find, I, I, I'll, I'll see if I can find. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the IMDb now, staring everything down. Uh, let me see. Yeah, let me check on Amazon. No, I really do want to watch yes. it. Now let that we know talked about somewhere. this movie for the podcast, at least Rocky Horror, it probably is like the best time to watch it then. Yeah. Right after yeah. having a deep discussion. Um, maybe I'll avoid the, the weed and the eddies for my first through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get high and watch it. You said, baby, we're going there. Oops. Oops. Um, Apple. I'm going to check right now. Did y'all like the re or like the, uh, <laughs> the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Let's do it again. Did y'all did y'all watch that? What was that? Is that what is that? So you remember like like a couple years ago? No. Yeah, oh, like the, they did the like all Robert the musicals. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't <laughs> like that one. I watched it live though. Grace. Yeah, live. I, I mean, I watched it too because like I wanted to show my support. Right. It of just course. did hit me in the feels. Yeah. Did you? You know, it's not serving. It was. It was cute. Like, none of but, those were good. Right. The grease no. one wasn't good. Um, grease was okay. I just but, rolled my eyes. Stormy hated it. I um Rent was hit or miss. Ooh, I heard Rent was yeah. It was it it was ugh. I liked hairspray a little bit. I did too. Oof. I did like And the, the Wiz. Version. The Wiz was really good. Yes, that was also a really good one too. <laughs> Yeah, those were the only two that really hairspray. The, the whispers, it. <laughs> including Rocky Horror, which sucks because I love Laverne, and I think she did great. To be quite honest, as Frank Converter, it just it didn't have the same magic. Yeah, yeah. like it's the cast was great, but it was just yeah. And what kills me is like Kenny Ortega directed it. <laughs> yeah. We're all in this like, uh, uh, uh. I didn't know that he directed that. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're it honestly what? probably just because it's like a live <laughs> to the audience like vibe, but it's probably because it's just a bunch of you know straight people who aren't allies watching this movie and reacting to it. So the vibes just didn't feel the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they don't understand camp. They don't understand the history behind horror right. and how it's. They don't understand queer. camp, so now it's just awkward. Just takes all of that and makes a crazy campy musical of the seventies, um, whether it's aged well or not. But it's just so good. I love this movie. Oh, thank you for having me. Yes. I mean, come back literally anytime. Shoot. Uh, I'm so glad that you I joined need to get y'all on my show. Yeah. Just send me, send me a little DM, a little email. Because I would love to. So yeah. 
Yeah. And I need help. I'm the type of bitch, you know, with hidden gems where. Yes. Girl, I, I, <laughs> mainstream movies slip past me all the Same. time. So, uh, educate me, please. Yes. yes. Help me rise from the dead. Wahahaha. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much, Ash. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You were amazing. Um, and everybody, obviously, please go fucking support Ash because if you don't, I'm going to find you. Where can they find you? Thank you. Yes, definitely. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ash to Ashes. That's Ash with the X in the middle, Ashes. You can also follow um, both the podcasts on there, Kill the Dead and Rise from the Dead. I have the links on my page. You can listen to our shows pretty much anywhere you can stream like your podcast shows. Yes. Yay. But as we said, one of our favorite mutuals, one of our longest mutuals. Thank you so much for joining us. You mean so much to us. So I'm so glad you finally were able to get with us. Oh, <laughs> we I love, love y'all so much. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe if we ever do like shock treatment. Oh, obviously. We'll to bring you back. Oh, yes. I'll make sure I have my edibles ready. <laughs> yes. yes. As soon as we uh, get the, the musical podcast going, I know who I'm running to. Thank you so much, Ash, again, truly. Um, everybody go support us right now. Uh, Stormy, where can everybody find us? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the same handle, at slash underscore her underscore pod. You can find us streaming on pretty much every streaming platform, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. You can email us at slash herpod at gmail.com, and you can find us on Patreon. Adrian, you want to give us our patrons a shout-out? Yeah, so yeah, like somebody said, you can definitely join us on Patreon. At our opening kill tier, we do have a Nightmare on Fear Street. At our final girl tier, we have Sarah G, Yvette R, Michael D, Annie C, Patient C. So thank you guys so much for supporting us. Um, thank you again, Ash, so much for joining <laughs> us. Um, and yeah, until next month, everybody, stay spooky. Stay spooky, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>